This episode of the podcast is brought to you by giving yourself a sweet nickname like Butt Chug or Keg Stand so kids think you're cool. This is a holy war. All of human history has led to this moment. If we lose, we will be the last of our kind. It will be a planet of apes. And we will become your cattle. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that got that new disease where they can't talk, but then got a different disease that we can talk again. <laughs> I'm Zach. And I'm Frank. And today we are here to discuss War for the Planet of the Apes. Which, in hindsight... Less of a war. It's more of a of a strategic battle of... Yeah. It's not even strategic. It's more of just a messy battle. It, it's more... And it's of, not even really with the apes. It's more human versus human. Yeah, it's more <laughs> of mission for the planet of the apes, and then more rescue for the planet of the apes. <laughs> yeah. But still really cool. Yeah, yeah, no, I, it was... I thoroughly enjoyed uh, this entire trilogy. I... Yeah, right? I will say that I do think that the second one was probably the weakest of the three. Mm-hmm. I personally like this one the most. Yeah, uh, I'm a little bit with you on that. Like, the first one had, like, a lot more to say, but this one, I just feel like the characters got flushed out, like, so much better. Yeah, I, I wouldn't, I, I don't, I have a, kind of a lot to say about the character choices that were made. The I ragtag kind of, team. I kind of wish, like, that they didn't necessarily go the route that they did with Caesar in this film. Mm-hmm. Um, But I also fully, like, understand, like, what they were g- getting at when they when they made those choices um but yeah i mean overall i mean it's really just probably my favorite of the three yeah it, it just has like a lot so let's let's go down to what's in it so war for the planet of the apes came out in 2017 again directed by matt reeves because that man pretty much knows what he's doing at this point for <laughs> ape movies <laughs> once again you have andy circus who plays caesar you have woody harrelson who plays the colonel your main antagonist you have Steve Zane, who plays Bad Ape, which is p- <laughs> because he's one of the only people that talk. Yeah, yep. Um, and then you have Amaya Miller, who plays Nova. Yeah. And that's really it. Everybody else is just, like, CGI animated. Yeah, yep. Uh, and in this final installment, it's uh, finally we're kind of getting to the point where um, the apes have kind of suffered an imaginable uh unimaginable losses caesar wrestles with his dark instincts and begins uh his own mythic quest to avenge his kind that's the that's the, the fucking his um, own IM, mythic quest is this uh the imdb description that's what i always use just to like use as like a general like thing but i mean that's really a terrible um uh synopsis of what the movie is at the end of the day what this movie is about is pretty much Um, humanity has basically is really suffering at this point Mm -hmm. with, uh, intelligence. They're losing their ability to speak and they're all becoming kind of just really stupid. Which is really cool because when they, when they talked about that in the movie, it was like, oh wow, like this is really the point where you see it kind of come full circle with the original Planet of the Apes movies. Yeah. And, like, this is the point where it's, like, all the humans pretty much will die off. Right. And, uh, and yes, I mean, it gets to the point in where things come to, a bo- like, a boiling point in this film where the humans, you have the colonel played by Woody Harrelson, who is pretty much, like, I... Awesome at it. Yeah. No, he's great. <laughs> he's, like, he's, he's kind of, like, scrambling because he doesn't want 
a, a planet of the apes. He does mm-hmm. not want the world to be ran by apes. And there's this disease that is making people dumb and stupid and not being able to, to communicate. And the apes, on the other hand, are very, very intelligent. Mm-hmm. And he is pretty much scrambling to try to build a wall because he's also because <laughs> he's also got like the like the humans who mm-hmm. don't like him who are trying to overtake him because he's out there just like killing everybody because he doesn't want this he doesn't want to get the disease and he's just trying to like keep humanity humanity and then obviously some things happen Caesar makes some choices to then try to kill him because he ends up killing Caesar's family yeah well just yeah, his son and his wife. Yeah. Which is really rough, because that's in, like, the first, like, ten minutes of yeah. the film. And then, of course, uh, it, I mean, there's just so many choices in this movie that were, like, I, it was really like, it was really hard for me to watch Caesar in this movie mm-hmm. be who he was, because in, like, the other two films, he's, like, so intelligent and smart and, like, level-headed, and he is the one who is kind of, like, the saving grace for all the apes, you know? He's kind of, like, the one that, like, brings everybody back and is, like, listen, you cannot be, uh, you can't, like, let your anger and your, and your hatred, like, control your emotions and, and control your actions, and in this movie, he completely does. Yeah. After his family gets killed, I mean, he's like, I'm going to go kill the colonel. Yeah, and, like... what and everything from that point just goes downhill. Yeah, and what was really cool, too, was, like, the whole flashbacks that he was having of, like, Koba. Yeah, because essentially, I mean, they pretty much say that. They're like, you're kind of being like Koba at this point. Yeah, and, like, he really kind of gives himself to, like, his emotions, like you said, and just starts hating humans. Yeah. Um, I get what you mean, too, because, like, there was, like, this weird thing in this film that I felt where it's, like, there was a lot of plot progression just out of nowhere like there were there were scenes where it's like when like you had like the ragtag team of caesar rocket luca and maurice just like traveling off to go and find the colonel and they find like the little girl nova yeah and it's just like oh we can't take her and then they literally jump to the next scene of like oh we got her (laughs) and it's like later on it's like oh caesar gets like stabbed with the arrow and then the guy's like standing over him, and then for a second before they show it, it was like, oh, very convenient that a rocket just hit the guy. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's little things like that, even like with picking up Bad Ape, where it's like, you you're just going through the motions for some of these, mm-hmm. which is weird to say because again, I do like this film probably the best out of all yeah, of them. Yeah, I think um this movie like really excels though at like storytelling yes because again like these character arcs are so massive mm-hmm. um specifically with caesar and the colonel mm-hmm. like those two character arcs are actually like like jaw-dropping almost because yeah. you get to the point where eight like caesar has like kind of has like two character arcs where he kind of goes from like the level-headed one and then arcs into this one like the you know the the angry hateful like i want to kill everybody almost like an anti-hero type situation and then all of his apes hate him i i wouldn't say they hate they do they're pissed Mm, well they're pissed when when he gets into the cell with them and then they all and like it's like snowing Mm -hmm. and like they're all just kind of like sort of being tortured and the one ape brings over like the water and just like throws it on him it's like yeah like (laughs) fucking freeze dickhead it's like (laughs) yeah but like those are the people like those are the apes that like followed koba right but and even that like that's kind of strange to me because it's like koba hated humans Mm mm-hmm 
So then, why are they working? Why with are they humans? working <laughs> with the humans? Because they want to kill the apes. Yeah, you know what? Now that while I say it, it doesn't really make sense. <laughs> but it's like cool... the only thing that I can like imagine is because it's like, well, Koba, Koba felt like Caesar was like he cared about humans more than apes. Mm-hmm. So then these apes are kind of like choosing like the lesser of two evils, like kind of like the enemy of my enemy. Like I guess like, you know. But, like, that still doesn't make sense because you work with the humans. Cool dynamic, though, because yeah. it was cool to be like, oh, look at these, like, traitor apes working with the humans to kill apes. Yeah. But, like, when you really sit down and, like, think about it, that doesn't really make sense as to why they're joining them. Yeah. But, no, I, I think they were less pissed and just more, like... Hurt. <laughs> yeah, because he literally was like, oh, we're not gonna... Like, I'm not gonna go with you all. Like, go off and I'll meet you there and then I'll come back, and then when he finds, like, all of them captured, it's like, oh, fuck, I fucked up. Yeah, I mean, he definitely realizes, like, what he's done, mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, it's just, like, it's just a weird, like, dynamic where, like, the apes are kind of angry at at, at Caesar because of what he's doing and, and how he's acting, and, and Caesar kind of is just blinded by like the rage. And now of course, like towards the end, he realizes like what he's doing, like what he's done and like, and and whatnot. But I mean, it's a really, really powerful scene though. When everybody, when everyone, like the war kind of starts happening and the, and the guards are just like, (laughs) they just like, they're so dumb in this movie, but I I guess it kind of gets a pass because like, that's the whole point that they're like losing yeah. their humanity it's, in it. Yeah, like they're hu- they're losing their intelligence, and also like you have to also like think of like the colonels, like like the colonel probably at the end of the day, like these are these are not like military like special forces guys. Like at the end of the day, like a lot of these guys were probably just like human, like plumbers, civilians, stuff yeah, like, like that. <laughs> you know, like they, these guys weren't like you know anything crazy, and these guys don't have like any professional training. It's kind of like more like. The colonel's like, hey, you have to join me because if you don't, like, we're going to lose the planet. (laughs) (laughs) To the apes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, and, you know, so, like, I guess they kind of get a pass in that situation. But, I mean, they're just so, like, dumb. And, like, how the apes kind of escape is just like, wow. Like, (laughs) well, like, I honestly thought it was really cool because it's, like, it's a throwback to the first film of Caesar trying to escape from the, like, rehabilitation place. Yeah, and I was like, man, that's that's a cool little like throwback to it, where it's like again they have to escape, and it's a little bit more elaborate, just digging through a tunnel mm-hmm. underground. But like, eh. um, I also like really enjoyed the character development for his little team of like Luca, Rocket, Maurice. Yeah, like from the beginning, like I thought Maurice was like a really cool character, even though like he could only do sign language. Yeah, and then you had like the one moment of like him saying Nova. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, okay, so he can talk. Yeah. But, like, Luca's death hit me. Yeah. Like, when he, like, when him and Caesar, like, went to go ch- scope out the base, and, like, the two guards came out, and, like, afterwards you saw him pull out the knife from his stomach, and I'm like, oh, no, come on. Yeah. The the team. Yeah, no. He's the heavy. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I really felt that. And I, I enjoyed Rocket a lot more in this film, too, mm-hmm. since, like, last movie he was really just around to kind of like be a scout and that was it yeah yeah um and i really want to talk about the colonel yeah because this is like it's borderline like it's concentration camp nazi like like, i got a huge nazi vibe from this movie like once they got to the camp yeah and i mean but woody harrelson is incredible in this fucking movie Mm -hmm. this is one of those movies where it's like again like 
you know, Woody Harrelson hasn't done like a lot, a lot of stuff. Woody Harrelson has done a lot, a lot of stuff. You just aren't aware of it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I just haven't seen enough of him. Because again, like I've only really seen him like Hunger Games, Zombie Land. Um, that's really majority of his, I like I know who he is. Like I know he's awesome, but like his dad was a hitman. Yeah. A real life hitman, <laughs> like Shotgun Harrelson <laughs> or um, Steel Harrison. I've made this joke before, um, but yeah, I mean his character is like really like good, man. Like mm-hmm. the the whole idea of like him running this uh, this like military, like this this like, what do you want to call them? Like uh, mercenaries, yeah, kind of like fleet, yeah, basically like, like and, a militia. Yeah, and the man, the great shot when he's like got like the shaving cream oh, on his it's head, so cool, and he like walks out, and it's just like oh, it's, like he played such a good bad guy in this fucking movie. And then like him when he brings Caesar up at night and like gives him the whole speech about like why he's doing this. Yeah, really cool because again you have like this moment where you kind of sympathize with the villain. Yeah, of course. Like, that was, like, one of the points I wanted to say was that, like, you, you, again, like, you don't agree, but you fully understand, like, why he's doing what he's doing because he's literally, like, scared for humanity. Mm -hmm. And he's just trying to save the Earth. Yeah, but also himself. And also doing it kind of the wrong way. Completely. (laughs) But you understand, and that's what we always say is, like, one of the most important characteristics of of a good villain what makes a great villain a great villain is that you at least sympathize or understand what they're why they're doing what they're doing yeah and like once you have like the whole thing of like oh no he's not getting back up like he's trying to like defend against like a whole militia like when when you really see like them starting and you see like the entire army that they have to go up against it's like dude just surrender yeah like Like, you you can't make this (laughs) it's like 50 versus 2000 yeah it's it's not gonna happen. Um, Maybe but, if they worked with the apes, uh, but, uh, but that would have been too good. <laughs> <laughs> but but and like you also have to understand like like from the human like race standpoint, mm-hmm. like why the humans are so scared of the apes. Yeah, because like we as the audience fully understand like that Koba was kind of like the reason as to all this is happening, and it was all like one giant misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. But the humans don't see, don't see it that way and shouldn't see it that way and and it's not justified for them to see it that way so they are fully just like prepared to just murder all of these apes yeah and you're you're kind of it's like you're watching something that you know like this whole thing should not be happening mm-hmm. and, and yet it is yeah and, and it's really kind of just like t- like sad to watch almost because you know that like the whole goal of Caesar was like this was not the intentions at all. Mm-mm. He wanted peace. He just wanted to like live separately. Yeah, and 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 then you get to the to this third act or this this third uh, movie, and then you're realizing like where where we are, and and it's really actually just sad. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, th- I thought that the ending for the Colonel, I loved yeah. it. Uh, I, I didn't, I didn't, cause like, I get it, like, it it was kind of like poetic justice where like, he picks up the doll and now like, he's got it, but right. it was also anticlimactic cause like, Caesar had like, this whole plan of going to kill him, but he, he then realizes like, oh, okay, like, I, I can't kill him, like, he's, he's become lesser of a threat now. Well, I see, I don't take it as that, I take it more as like, I'm gonna just let fate like 
take care of it. Like, like I, he, like he saw him. Mm-hmm. He's got, he can't talk. He's got blood. He's drunk. All you know, he's like really, really drunk. He can't speak anymore. And Caesar's just kind of like, like he, when he sees him like that, he's, he's, he's it's kind of like you, this whole movie you've been fighting against this, and it's, and now it's finally happened to you. That is better than anything that killing you would mm-hmm. actually be now at this point a mercy yeah mm-hmm. so, and that was like a big thing of like showing mercy for it yeah so i don't know like in a sense i almost feel like to caesar did give in to like how koba was by not killing him because again he did not like he didn't show him mercy at this point well that's the thing is like I th- like when when it gets to that point where like the apes are able to escape caesar's still like listen I gotta go kill this guy. <laughs> like <laughs> yes. I understand. Like I know that I'm like I'm being just as bad as Koba, but this man killed my family. Mm-hmm. I need to go kill him. And you kind of understand. Yeah, like you get it. You understand why he has to do it. Yeah. And then one thing, really quick too, is like again the CGI. Just like it's gotten to the point where it's like from first movie to this movie, absolutely breathtaking. Like you can see. Like the fur and like the the snow and the rain just like on their fur. Yeah, I mean, and it's it, just it, gorgeous. It gets to a point where it, it's like these are just real apes now. Yeah, like, yeah, like, like they're it, not. There were not points, animated. There were points where it's like, oh wow, like it's really hard to differentiate. Like yeah. I, I know it's CGI, but like if you just showed this to anybody, yeah, it'd be really hard. Mm-hmm. I also didn't mind Bad Ape. He he is kind of like this weird, like comic relief that we didn't need in this serious movie yeah but he's okay yeah i i thought he was fine <laughs> i almost i almost wish you got like a little bit more screen time with him because he tells like this really sad story about like him just being like all alone and you have the point of like him reaching up like through the hole and like all of the apes are to say like thank you yeah and it's like oh okay like a little bit more like to show like okay he's welcomed into the society now yeah but other than that, I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> Bad Ape's okay. Yeah. Um. The ending, though. Yeah, dude. I mean, it gets. <sighs> it... <laughs> dude, I almost like I almost shed a tear. Well, I was I, I was mean, heartbroken. It, it, it's heartbreaking because he fucking spared the guy in the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. and then that guy turns around and shoots him. Yeah, like there was this. We're weird... talking about Caesar. He gets. Yeah. He, the guy fucking shoots Caesar. I think his name was like Rex or something. Whatever like that. his name is, dickhead. <laughs> he, sh- he shot Caesar, mm-hmm. and I, I was like. Oh my god. But you almost have too like this whole like literally every scene that you see him, he gives this look where it's like, you know what, you showed me mercy, I'm gonna help you out. I know. And then just never did. No. And then he gets blown up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Which by, is pretty cool. By Donkey, the gorilla that was on the human side the entire time, and by and, one sentence and then, was like, you know what, maybe I should help the Donkey apes. Donkey <laughs> gets fucking executed in the back of the yeah, head. I, I mean, mean <laughs> whatever, because like he kind of like served his purpose, but like I I wanted him to still kind of like just grenade launch everybody. <laughs> but whatever, like Caesar had the grenades to blow up everything else. Yeah, I mean, it, it really. I mean, the ending is nuts. Like it really mm. is just like insane. Yeah, and then you have like. Them finally making their travel, like, across the desert to then this beautiful wilderness area. Yeah. With, like, a giant lake. Yeah. I don't know where they are. But then, but also, like, when the the other military comes Mm -hmm. in, and then they're like... (laughs) Hey, wait a second. They're like... (laughs) (laughs) Hey, everybody, look! (laughs) And then there's, like, an avalanche. I mean... Very convenient. it's, It's, like... 
I mean, it, yeah, I mean, it border. It's almost like slapsticky, yeah. but like, <laughs> but like, it's also just like, like really cool to watch. Um, but yeah, I mean, fucking Caesar dies. I mean, this was th- this is the tale. Like the this like the trilogy is is this is it. This is the end of Caesar's like story here, mm-hmm. and it's really sad. It was like the whole conversation between like him and Maurice and telling him like you know I will tell your son about your legacy and people will know what you've done to like help us to be free and I I have like goosebumps right now just because Mm -hmm. I'm picturing it in my mind but like man like it was it was really sad because you you almost kind of like saw it coming from him riding the horse and like grabbing at his side and then like as soon as like they sat down and he kind of like slumped over you're like oh here yeah. it comes. Yeah. But a very powerful ending to the film too. Mm-hmm. Because as soon as he dies, then the the screen kind of like lifts up a little bit, but you can see like some of the apes like start to notice, like Rocket noticed immediately and like starts to walk over. Yeah. And then it just cuts to black. Yeah. And it's like, man, like he really became like this almost messiah-esque person to him yeah. to all the apes yeah to really like help them to be free now mm-hmm. little do we know like years down the line the original planet of the apes will take place where they also are kind of like dickheads now yeah and also <laughs> in new york somehow right yeah so it's like because like they're in california they're in like san francisco so like I'm, i am interested to kind of see like if like i don't know if they would continue I don't, the the i don't feel like it's like how do they get from there's got there's got to be like a travel story like how did they get from California to across the continent to New York? I mean they got time now. There's literally just them. Well, yeah, but I mean, I mean, you got to make it more interesting than than they just walked. They <laughs> like, probably just walked. <laughs> <laughs> like, but with no, there's but, no humans left. They can just walk. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't like in the original they didn't build like trains or anything they're not like hyper sophisticated no no no, no. not yeah. yet at but least. I, I don't know i would be interested in like some type of travel story to like how they got there i guess but and like you know tie it into like the charleston heston like first one you know like yeah because there really wasn't like a lot a lot of tie-ins no the only thing is uh what's his name's name his, his son's name uh what's yeah. his name I don't know. I don't even think they gave him his no, name. No, they, they did. I can't remember his name, but uh, Caesar's son. Oh, Cornelius. Yeah, Cornelius. That's like a like a callback to mm. like the first one. Okay. Um, but other than that, like, there's there isn't much, mm-hmm. and, I, and I can't imagine that it's the same Cornelius. Man, it's probably just like, hey, you remember that name? Well, we don't know because like it'll be like, I don't know, like ten, fifteen years before yeah. Cornelius becomes like fully grown, right? And at that point, like, I guess they've evolved to where like they're supersized yeah <laughs> yeah and you know like the funny thing would be like if you watch like if you say like okay this is like the beginning so like you watch you watch the trilogy and then you go to the charles and heston one mm-hmm. and you're like okay so like now like that is like four movies in a row to watch them like as like like these cgi like would look like real apes and then you go to the charles and heston one where it's just like dudes in like monkey masks mm-hmm. like walking around <laughs> you're like ah this doesn't look nearly as <laughs> <laughs> but you know what it was a different time yeah I mean, for what it is, it was it's cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Again, I think that I did prefer this one out of all the three. I prefer the I preferred the first one just like as like a as like a story. Yeah. But I I, I preferred this third one as like a totality of mm-hmm. like out of all three of them. 
like this one just kind of gave you everything you kind of want. Like you have a good story, but you also have some fantastic action scenes. You have a lot of heart in this movie. You have a lot of heartbreak in this movie. Mm-hmm. You have a really compelling, in my opinion, um, antagonist and somebody that you fully understand what they want and, and what they do. And then you have, in my opinion, a great ending to their their altercation between protagonist and antagonist. I mean, when he ends up like shooting himself, it's yeah. like, it's, I, I loved it. I mm-hmm. really did. I thought it was great. And uh, you have also like a cool little Easter egg of the apocalypse now. Yeah, yeah, I thought yeah. that, like I texted you that. I was like, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think this is a, I, I mean, look, I'm not a big trilogy guy. Mm-hmm. Like I always, I kind of always miss them. But in my opinion, I would put this up there with like the Lord of the Rings and and whatnot. Like, although I've never even fully seen the Lord of the Rings, like I know <laughs> that's up next. <laughs> I know that everyone says that they're incredible and like it's like one of the greatest trilogies ever. And like in my opinion, I think that all you know, I do th- believe that this probably would fit snugly in there with like the top whatever trilogies of ever. Yeah, I mean, on, like at this point, like seeing all of them, I really do believe that this is at least one of the best of like our generation. Mm-hmm. So. I, in that, I give it. I give this movie like eight and a half poop flingings out of ten. But like overall, as like a trilogy, I give it like a nine. Yeah, I, I and I realized after um after watching this movie and or well during watching this movie, I realized that I actually saw all of these movies. Oh I saw, really? I saw this one before. <laughs> and I saw it in theaters. I remember watching this in theaters, mm-hmm. and I just didn't remember that I that I saw it. That's and then weird. as soon as I saw Woody Harrelson, I was like, oh, wait a minute, I've seen this. <laughs> and like, I knew what the ending was. I was like, I, w- I remember that he doesn't, t- like, I-, I couldn't remember, like, if they cut out his tongue or whatever mm. it was, but I was like, something's going on with, like, they- he ends up, like, not being able to talk. I remember this. So I saw all of these films in theater, and I just somehow forgot all of it. <laughs> I don't I don't know, like, how that happened. It just wasn't, like, relevant to you at the time. I don't know. It was just really strange. Like, it- it's weird that I that I recall, like, watching it in theaters and, and whatnot, but I just could not remember, like, the stories. And I and like the first one again, like when, when when we watched that first one, like I was so blown away. I was like, "How did I like forget about this?" Yeah, it's so good. It is. It's so good. I'm glad we did this. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> um, Zach, you have a recommendation? I do. Um, so, as you may know, I've tried for years now to to get in like the fitness game. Ooh. Um, just. More so just to, like, stay fit and healthy. <laughs> I'm getting into the fitness game, you know, stay fit. Yeah, just to stay fit. Um, before COVID, like, I had, like, a gym membership, and I was going very regularly, like, every week, um, three, four times a week. And then when COVID hit and they shut everything down, I kind of resorted back to, like, using, like, home weights and workout systems here. Yeah. And while I have, like, a decent amount of stuff, like, it's not enough, like, from the gym... And I honestly have not gone back, like, since they kind of opened up some stuff. Right. However, what I did get is this cool product that's on Amazon that you can buy called the Gorilla Bow. Kind of okay. fi- fits snugly in this, in this <laughs> film, doesn't it? Um, so the Gorilla Bow is this really cool, like, it, it, it's like this metal bow. And then you have resistant bands that hook into it. And you can switch them out you can get like four bands in total and like you can do like different weight sizes and it's so odd because this this one thing that just looks like a bow for a bow and arrow can do almost any workout Mm -hmm. like i literally just haven't figured out yet like how to do something for like calves 
but everything else like arms, triceps, biceps, chest, back, shoulders, uh, thighs. Like I figured out everything of how to do it and it actually works. Yeah. Like it actually gives you like a good workout. Yeah. So if you can check it out, It, it is like a little bit pricey. It's like in the $200 range, but that's because like you're also paying for an entire home workout system. Right. Whereas opposed to like getting something like a bench press for the same price and you can only do like chest and shoulders. Right, yeah. So definitely check it out. They have like a couple of different options too where it's like you can get like the standard, the heavy. You can get one that like actually folds in so you can take it wherever you want. You know, but, just um, break that thing out in the airport. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> like <laughs> you're on a plane for 26 hours, work out. <laughs> but um, but like if you're trying to like find alternatives, especially now with COVID, where you don't want to go to the gym wearing a mask. Yeah. Um, this is definitely like a cool option for it. Nice. So I recommend the Gorilla Bow. I recommend a penis pump. Ooh, <laughs> they also work well. <laughs> Get it nice and plump. <laughs> Frank, what are we doing next? Ah. Uh. I don't, you know what, I have no, I don't even really know what a penis pump is, like, truthfully. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, inflates it, like, it, (laughs) what do you mean it inflates, like, it fills it it with air? I don't know, like, it just fills it with air and, like, pumps it to where it's, like, it's twice the size for five minutes before it deflates. (laughs) Next, we'll be talking about penis pumps. (laughs) Check out that episode. (laughs) All right, well, um. We've done our, I believe, I believe we've done our top, like, kind of, like, five uh, favorite villains. Mm-hmm. So, I wanted to kind of jump into, uh, and our favorite, like, heroes. It doesn't even necessarily need to be a top five. Mm-hmm. Um, just, just some of our favorite heroes that, uh, that we, that we love in film. Okay. So, uh, look forward to that. Zach, take us out. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Now, Frank, together, apes strong. <laughs>